Hey, this is Casey Black, and this is the Best Broke Life Podcast, a show all about living your best life possible with limited funds. Let's start the show. If you ain't got no money, then I mean, I don't know. You still need to learn how to save money because you're going you're gonna to have money. I don't think everybody's going to be rich, but everybody's going to everybody's gonna have a point in their life where they have some thousands of dollars to their name. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight M's in my bank account. Yeah, 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 in my bank. The first tip would be to write down how much you make and what you have to spend. Necessities, not like nothing extra. Just how much money you make every month and how much is your rent, phone bill, lights, cable, food second tip would be just whatever you do don't focus on your money focus on making more money when I go do a show I don't even care how much I made I just want I'm on to the next show don't think that you can chill out like oh I made this much I'm good now I can go celebrate like now keep on keep on keep on never stop hustling and my third tip would be make sure you got something to where your money is gonna make money for you your late 30s, early 40s, you're going to want to start celebrating and enjoying your life. So make sure you have, you invest in something that, that, that can make you money to where you don't have to actively be involved. It's just your money making its own money. Okay, so that was a clip that I saw on YouTube um, on NBC News of 21 Savage giving his tips of, you know, just the broke life and how to save money and all kinds of stuff and I like number one you know you know me I'm always like make a budget make a budget make a budget it's the most important thing that you can do in your home make a budget I don't know if I agree that everybody's gonna have thousands of dollars in a lifetime I just think there are people who won't not even during tax return time they just might not ever get a stack of money like that but I do agree that you don't need to sit and focus on the money that you do have or how much money you don't have or what everybody else has. You need to be trying to make more money. How can you make more money? What can you do? What is possible to try to get ahead? And then, I I mean, I hope that my late 30s, early 40s, he's right. And that's where you want to start enjoying the fruits of all your labor. But I see plenty of people out here at 50, 60 still struggling and raising families and everything else so I won't say that that applies to everybody else but I do think that if you do get some money you need to find a way to invest it well I just thought that this was such a great insight into people's minds people who have come from nothing and are something big you know big shit now and how they are making it and navigating through life and stuff like that so I saw this clip I loved it and now we can start the show Okay, so I'm just going to jump straight into this week's topic, food. Yum, yum, yum. Okay, according to a website, I think it's Statista, the U.S. food industry's total retail and food service sales amounted to about $5.32 trillion in 2015. And that number is way too big for my mind to process. So let's go smaller, way, way smaller. Um... Now, according to a 2017 article from USA Today, who got their stats from the USDA, 
uh, Americans spend about 6% of our money on food. And then we turn around and spend 5% on eating out, which means that we spend about 11% of our money on food. That means if you made $3,000 a month, you're probably spending about 330 of that on food. And to me, that's not enough, but that's what the stats show. So we're going to just go with it. And since this show is about living your best broke life, let's talk about ways to save money and not get stuck eating ramen noodles or peanut butter sandwiches for every meal, because that's not the best. (laughs) So we'll start with how people get their food. Most of the people I know just go to the grocery store to buy food with your money. Um, It's got to be the simplest way to get food. And it's usually where you can find everything in one place, but it's not how everyone gets their food. And I think that's what a lot of people um, fail to realize. The most important rule for everyone and anyone trying to live their best broke life is to budget. I feel like that's always rule number one, but it's true. You need to budget and you need to stick to your budget. My bad habit personally when it comes to food, because I got a lot of bad habits, but when it comes to food is that I go to the grocery store, I stick to my budget while I'm there, and then I buy something to eat on the way home. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's shopping with little kids or whatever it is. I just say, screw it. Y'all can just eat Chick-fil-A tonight. And it happens almost every single time I go grocery shopping. So that's my bad habit. Um, but there are other ways to get food. So there are meal kit delivery services. Then they send you full recipes and ingredients. But those tend to be more expensive than shopping. But you can't beat the convenience of it, though. I would say that if you're a whole family you and you're trying to live your best broke life, you probably couldn't feed to f- uh, afford to feed a family of four using one of those services. Um But if you're single and maybe it's just two of you guys or just a nice little cute couple, then maybe that would work for you every day. Um, Gardening, farming and growing is another option. So 80 percent of America lives in the city or what they call urban areas. Right. So large scale farming is probably not an option for most of us. It it just isn't. We can't have acres and acres and acres of corn and wheat and rice grown. It's it's just not going to happen. But we still need to kind of fend for ourselves because isn't it kind of scary to think that such a small portion of our population is in such great control of all of the food in our country? And if anything happens in these growing areas, easily accessible food will be the first luxury we will all lose. Is going to the grocery store and picking up kiwis, that's going to be gone. We'll be lucky if we're eating corn. So it's important to remember that one of the problems that we face when we try to grow our own food in this city um, is space. We're not like our country counterparts, our peoples, because Uh, most of us, you know, we might have a house and hopefully if you have a house, you have a backyard where you can grow small foods in. But if you live in an apartment or if you're renting your house or you're renting your space, you're limited to either what the landlord approves or 
you're limited in your patio space if you have a patio or like a community garden or a rooftop garden and those are shared so again you're not completely in control but if you know California decides to stop sending food out to all of us that okra you're growing on your roof will start looking better every day (laughs) growing your own food um, will probably not stop your grocery store trips Let's be realistic. You'll probably get like a couple of lemon trees, maybe a lemon tree, maybe um, grow some peppers or some herbs or something. But you're probably still going to have to go to the grocery store. The point is to reduce how much you're spending, reduce your cost a bit. And at least that's my goal. And also, since my day is so busy, I work again, kids and driving again, speech therapy for my son and physical therapy for me and all kinds of stuff um the 30 minutes that I spend with my kids outside watering or weeding or watching my husband dig another hole for like this time we got a pear tree or weeding or all kinds of stuff to already say watering and weeding um but that's time I get to let the kids be in the sunlight let the sun beat down on them and we practice words or I listen to their little cute stories or we just have quality time before we're rushing around again before it's sleep time before it's bath time before it's dinner time before it's all that other stuff it's a break it's a breather we just have uh, basil okra arugula pinto beans garlic habaneros onions and my husband just planted tiny tiny corn plants that don't have any corn but I mean um these are some of the things that we have planted and I think that it just helps it's nice to have it's nice to look at your kids love it it's it's nice to have another way people get food are farmers markets still stores but you can usually get a good deal at a farmers market I have noticed the difference in price and selection between like weekend only or specialty farmers markets and full time farmers markets, which are usually open like daily and year round because our local full time farmers markets are just tiny grocery stores. You don't save money. The food is the same and it's just not worth it. So I will say that if you're taking the valuable time out of your day to specialty shop, make sure it's worth it. If you're going to the farmer's market, make sure there's a reason and make sure they're worth it. Uh, Couponing, couponing, whatever, is something that uh, we should all be doing. Uh, Grocery stores like Albertsons, Kroger's, uh, Safeways, all those places have apps that you should check before you shop while you shop after you shop and go to the customer service counter and say hey I forgot to use my coupon but um, they give you discounts on the foods that you're gonna buy and that helps save you more money so I'm not gonna lie I wish I had the time to turn into like an extreme coupon lady with a binder that has 12 coupons for laundry soap and I only spent a quarter but that's a lot of time and yeah, they usually go, well, I supplement me not working because I saved us 54000 a year. And I'm like, well, I wasn't going to spend that much anyway on all that crap. So I don't even have a space for all that dang laundry detergent. So um, <laughs> I just don't see the point. But if I ever get the chance to, that's that's the goal, right? Just sitting cutting coupons all day. Um, if you are on the lower income side of the spectrum or you're disabled or they're just other factors there are services and other options to get food like food drives which can be like a church donation or a food pantry which I have a funny story where we were driving on a Saturday 
can't remember if it was this last Saturday or the Saturday before. It had to be the Saturday before. Um, and we thought we saw a pop-up farmer's market, and we whipped the car around just to get in line. But when we got there, they said, no, 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 this is a community food drive. It wasn't income-based. You just had to live in our area. So we just decided to stay and get free food. I mean, it was great. There was eggplant and squash and beans and juice, and it was just kind of great. But I could tell that the people were embarrassed to be in that line. And we shouldn't be embarrassed out here. We should we should donate to these churches and these um, people that organize these things. And I got the information for these organizers because I have stuff that I can give to them. And I love it when I see organizations giving back to us. Like if you're here, if you're in the area, then of course give back. Um, there are other ways. Let me back. Let me get back on topic. Uh, Meals on Wheels, which has to be the best thing in the world, helps disabled and elderly people. But not just giving them food, but it also kind of gives them like a visitor every day to say hi when they drop off the food. And some people don't have that. So I love Meals on Wheels. Um, there are programs like SNAP, which stands for Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. It's also known as food stamps that allows you to go to the grocery store. But instead of using your money, you use a debit card to get food. And SNAP is income based. So there are a lot of people who won't qualify. But there are also a lot of people who are living paycheck to paycheck that will qualify for benefits, but they probably won't qualify for much. So a lot of people say, oh, that's not worth it. What is what is $20 a month? But usually the benefit of getting a small amount of food stamps is not in the $20 a month that you will receive on that debit card. It's in the other programs that your household can qualify for once you have food stamps. Like for kids, if you have kids and you get food stamps, your kids may receive free or reduced lunch at your kids' daycare or school. And that's great. It'd be nice to save 30 bucks a week instead of having to give them that money um, for your kids' daycare food. And this can continue to summer programs. Like if you get food stamps, there are some summer programs that where if you get food stamps, you get free food for your kids in the summer. So they get to go up to like the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club here in my area. Those are the places that do it. I know some school districts offer free food to children in the school in the summer. Um, and I think that really helps take the financial burden off of some parents in the summertime because food is so important. And there are people who are struggling out here, like I said, eating ramen noodles every meal. And that's good sometimes, but you don't want to have to eat that every single time. Let's do my favorite segment, how not to be so broke, where we talk about, you know, programs, educational programs, things to save money, how to organize your life, all kinds of things to end the cycle of living paycheck to paycheck or being just so broke all the time. And this week I want to talk about subscription services. I love them a lot. I have a lot of them. But that's the problem. They add up so quickly. And before you know it, you've spent $110 and you don't even know on what. Um, they can be billed every month, every quarter, every year. These could be streaming services like Hulu and um, Netflix. They can be gym memberships, software, 
um, like clothing, razors. It could be anything. It could be anything that you get billed for routinely. And a lot of the time we forget what we're getting charged for, and that's not good. So the first thing I can tell everybody to do is make sit down, make a list of all the subscription services you have signed up for that you are getting billed for. Sounds simple enough, but sometimes you can't even remember them, and then you get a shock charge on your bank account from Gaim for $9.99, and you're like, what's going on? So if you can't remember all of the um, services you've signed up for, I bet your bank account can remember all of the services you've signed up for. So log in, write down all the services that have come out of your bank account for the last month, maybe go back a few months. Uh, so you don't miss one and just you know make the list pick out the services that you need and want and then get ready to get rid of all of the ones that you don't are there any duplicates on the list and when I say duplicates I don't mean did you sign up for Amazon Prime twice what I mean is do you have title Spotify Apple music and Amazon music because you really don't need all four. Individually, they are all awesome services, but do you really need all four of them? I don't think so. So now that you have your list and you've picked out the ones that you need and want, you need to call and cancel all of the other services on the list. And I know that's annoying. I hate talking to customer service, but a lot of them won't let you cancel by email or chat so you have to pick up the phone and call. And what I do is I plan the call for when I'm driving. And that way, if I start yelling at the people, customer service, and then they transfer you to the retaining the customer, customer service line and all the other stuff, I could just keep yelling, no, I don't want the service anymore over and over again. And I won't look like a crazy person. <laughs> um, for the services that you are keeping, you need to check and see if they offer discounts. Like, do they have student discounts? Do they have military discounts? Do they have old person discounts? <laughs> That's my senior citizen voice. <laughs> um, I'm going to be lit when I'm 80. What? What? Um, and if they do, use them. Like, sign up, say, hey, I'm a student. I want to use my student email or something like that. Change things around so that you're spending less money on these services. If that doesn't work, or even if it does work, but still see, can you split the charge with someone else? Like if you have Netflix and somebody else needs Netflix, see if maybe you can split the charge. If it's 10 bucks a month, you pay five, they pay five, it's cheaper. Or you pay for one month and then they pay the next month. It's all about saving money. Um, a little tip that I like to give is Around birthdays and holidays, people, people start playing the, oh, I don't know what to buy you game. I never know what to buy you. And then you end up with socks, which are awesome, maybe some candles, bath and body works, a sweater. You just get stuff that you may not actually need or, can, you know, it's not necessary at the time. So ask them for gift cards. Ask them for a gift certificate to these services. Netflix actually sells gift cards at Walmart and Target. So if you're in Secret Santa and you put down, what do you like? You can say a $20 gift card for Netflix. Go to Walmart. 
and that's okay. You just saved $20. You saved two months of membership. You don't have to pay for out of your own pocket right now. And that's awesome. Um, Amazon Prime can be given as a gift. These people, I mean, if somebody wants to spend a hundred bucks on you or if they just want to give you, you no, know, a little bit, they can. And that can really help you. Now, if you go back into the whole, you know, cycle of signing up for trial memberships, which I'm not going to say that I've had six different HBO Go subscriptions, but I'm just saying that I really love John Oliver. <laughs> so if you um, are going to sign back up for it, what I will say is that you need to put a reminder on your phone, calendar, whatever you use, probably your phone though. The moment you sign up for it, put a reminder in your phone to cancel it two days before the end of the trial. That way for sure your card won't be charged. Some of them charge early and then they leave the charge pending for a few days. So do it two days before they even run it and it hasn't posted and then it's done. You never have to worry about being charged a random fee. All right, that's it for subscription services. Thank you. And now it's time to end today's podcast. Well, this week's podcast episode, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you again to anybody that's listening still. I had pneumonia. I can't remember if I've already said this again. You can see I'm not at 100% yet, but I'm getting there. I thought I was better than I wasn't. Then I thought I was better again and I wasn't. And then the coughing was just so intense. I could barely work, let alone post a new episode. But I am better now. Thank you for any well wishes you sent my way.